Welcome to the CEO Life Insights Podcast. Join us to uncover firsthand stories and insights from top executives, entrepreneurs, and disruptors. Gain unparalleled access to the pivotal moments that have sculpted their personal and professional success. Vision, is that the right way to say it? Yes, sir. That's me. All right, man. Well, thanks for making time to chat with me. Good to meet you. It's good to meet you too, bro. Right on, dude. Tell me about you. What gets you out of bed in the morning? Tell me something I don't know. Tell me what, why you're here. Tell us about you, and let's uh, let's get to know you a little bit. Um. Well, so I'm completely blind. Um. Okay. I, I was born with a condition called uh, coloboma. So okay. I lost my vision in my left when I was uh, three years old and my right eye when I was 12. Wow. And I've been an entrepreneur all my life. Um, you know, when I was in a school, I went to the school for the blind in Austin, Texas. And mm. um, that was where I began my entrepreneurial journey. Was just trying to, you know, figure out for myself what I was going to do because yeah. I, I, I just had this premonition that, <laughs> and I was right, that, um, I wasn't going to have an easy job or easy time mm. to find a, a normal uh, job. So um, fast forward, I had to run away from home um, with my my girlfriend, now wife. Um, we've started multiple businesses. We have three different holding mm. companies. We have seven different businesses across these three holding companies. Um, and they're all relatively within the hospitality, entertainment in um you know real estate spaces so wow well yeah. well man unpack unpack a little bit about uh you know obviously like you, you said you you had a hunch that it was going to be difficult to maybe just uh rank and file into society into a job and so you had to get you know creative and tell us a little bit about just the, the start to your entrepreneurship world um man so for for us it was really about survival. So, um, you know, for myself, you know, when I, I graduated high school early and I had to because, um, you know, my dad, he was um, in the military and he was going to Korea. So I graduated high school early and then I, I tried to, you know, get into the music industry, um, went and moved in with my aunt in Charlotte. Um, and I was sleeping in like this closet in her house. It's like a really small bedroom. Mm. room um and i had to figure something out so i ended up going on tour with some random company um you know and that took me to texas where i was able to be with my partner um who i had been you know dating long distance mm -hmm. uh, for a while and so once i got out there to texas then you know she's completely blind as well so her mm. family just kind of enabling her um, and it was, that's really typically what it's like for someone who's completely blind. You're usually on disability. Um, you get SSI, you make $783 a month and, and nobody will hire you because hmm. you're blind. They don't think they work. So right. then you get stuck in a about being with your family who's, kind of, um, you know, you're dependent on them. You ask them to take you places. You can only rely on them for everything to feed you, to clothe you, to tell you what looks wow. nice. That's that's no way to live. So we ran away from that experience um, mm -hmm. to Austin, Texas, 
um, with just $500. We left the apartment that we had there because we were staying there with her family. And, um, you know, it was like a one bedroom apartment that was ours, but her whole family was there type stuff, you know, all the time because her family had got evicted from their home. So, you know, they're they're like with us always in our apartment. Mm -hmm. So pretty much their apartment. <laughs> so let, let me ask you a question I mean, and, you know, pardon my, my glibness, but how does two blind folks like how do you run away how do you <laughs> it's easy you get online you book two bus tickets on megabus from from arlington texas to austin texas and then you go you get on the bus and you go and we didn't know anything nothing not anything so for us you know um trying to apply for jobs and things like that and having people turn us down and tell us, oh, no, we found somebody more qualified to clean floors in McDonald's it was just mm. so. Oh, you still there? Sorry, dude, I cut out there for a minute for some reason. Keep going. Yeah. Um. So for us, you know, Kind of getting to Austin, I I know this this is like a long story, bro. <laughs> this is like yeah, and story. I want to keep it I want to keep it a little tight just because I want folks yeah to yeah that's all I'm like, <laughs> but I'm fascinated so yeah keep keep going <laughs> okay <laughs> well oh you know so for us you know kind of getting to Austin was a, a challenge in itself. We only had five hundred dollars. Um, we went there with all of our things. Um. And then because we didn't know anything, we got this very expensive apartment. Um, but we got this very expensive apartment downtown because I was able to get a, a letter from um, the record label that I also, um, it was pretty much my record label. And I just wrote myself a letter and it was like, hey, I, are, I yeah. earned it, slapped it to the apartments. And then they, they let us in. They gave us two months free. Um, we're dumb kids at the time. Don't know anything sure. about the apartment. And... We are trying to apply for job after job, thinking we have enough time. We have 60 days to be able to find a job. Any normal person could find a job in 60 days, right? You know, and be able to get get money enough to pay for a rent that's $1,600 a month, mm -hmm. but in a walkable area. So we didn't prioritize what other people prioritize mm -hmm. when they look for home because we didn't know anything about cost, anything about what was too expensive or not, because everybody right. did everything for us, our family. Families handled everything prior to this point. Um, being being blind or disabled in in America is like being trapped in a cage. It is another mm. form of uh, slavery, even because your family tends to take all of your your disability checks and leave you with nothing. Mm. So that's just the the real, you know. Just being honest. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, so for us, going from not knowing much, not knowing anything at all, to kind of getting out on our own, we tried to find somewhere where we were going to be in a walkable area. We tried to find somewhere right downtown Austin, somewhere we could be able to get to things. We didn't prioritize, oh, this might be too expensive for us. Right. We didn't think that. We just said, oh, this is sixteen seventy five a month for this one bedroom. Let's move in. Boom. So they gave us two months free and needed us to say we couldn't find a job. But what I did mm -hmm. find is a, a real estate conference that was teaching me about wholesale and, um, you know, fix 
and flips, rehab and stuff like that. And no, I didn't end up working with that group. That ended up not going anywhere, but it started something in me. It started mm. a quest of knowledge in me that I think um, fueled fueled a lot of what I um, am today. Because we tried the whole wholesale thing. I, I didn't know what I was doing, so I was just calling every real estate agent in <laughs> anywhere that would listen sure. to me spiel about how I wanted to be a real estate investor. I was completely blind. Can you help me? And finally, one one day, this guy named Marvin in San Antonio, um, he drove up and started coming to tour us into these different high-rise condos and apartment buildings and uh, uh, different houses, all types of stuff. He doesn't know what the heck we're doing. We don't know. Right. But these are all experiences that before this point, we'd never seen these types of properties. We can't look at a photo. We can't look at a video to see what is what. So real estate is only physical. We can only go walk through it and see it. This was an experience in a time of our lives that changed us. And we started to try anything, online businesses, e-commerce, um, agencies, all types of stuff. Um, we started a, a, um, a marketing agency called Cloud5 that we had to shut down in 2020 because of the pandemic. We lost $250,000 worth of clients, you know. By that point, we had been at that stuff for years, though. We had been moving. And so by 2020, like, I feel like we were we were ready for it. Like, my wife was pregnant. You know, we were just about to get married. We had $40,000 in payroll debt when the pandemic hit because we had to let go of all of our staff. We had just literally hired on because we got these big contracts that they then called me two weeks into March to tell me that because of the pandemic, they're they're going to have to cancel their big contracts. We were supposed to get paid the second deposit for in April. Hmm. Bro. These are for like events you were doing and stuff? No, we were doing, we were doing um, marketing and development with Cloud5. Okay. A marketing development company. So what I did was we were working with a lot of local businesses um, all across Austin. And we were, we were working with them to take their businesses digital. This was before the pandemic even hit, before anybody was thinking about how digital was so important. And so all these people had these big contracts with us that we were going to build their website out, do their marketing for them month over month. We had like it was it was a big thing. We had scored these contracts and really worked hard. We had just signed a ten thousand dollar a month office space deal like we were, wow. we were killing it. We had a team in India doing development and a team here in the U.S. doing all the marketing. I had I had nine nine ladies working for me, and I ended up in a lot of debt, paying on debt, with situation. And um, we had to shut that company down. We had to let everybody go, and then I was literally getting evicted mm. from a home that I, I had been in, and I had been able to afford. We had made it that far, and then boom, now we're getting evicted, and it's the the pandemic is happening nobody will help us get to the store there's no such thing as like a reliable you know online delivery as it is now they they just kind of got up with this to where it's accessible now for people who are vision impaired before we went in grocery shop we went to the store we caught an uber went to the store grocery shop took uber back home with all our groceries that's how we did it before the pandemic hit wow wow you know for us um you know, once that once that happened, it was like nobody would help us. It was like we we in our home without food, can't pay for anything, lost everything. <laughs> it was crazy, but we literally started a, a furniture flipping business. Then we started a car rental business. Then we started a furnished rental business. 
then we then we um when we started our car our, our furniture flipping business we were able to move out of that place we were in and into a nicer place it was like a um, penthouse on the 30th floor in the middle of downtown where we thought we could be safe from the pandemic um and we we stayed there and we started our our rental company while we were in that penthouse in, in this building called north shore mm. so i want to say because people people might not might, might not believe me so the building was called north shore it was a really beautiful building in the in the middle of downtown well let um, me ask you let me ask you this vision just because we're going to run out of time here and i want to yeah. say how did you get to tampa what are you doing now and then tell me this thing man what's the biggest thing you've learned uh from all these ups and downs and and, and making ground and losing ground and so what are you doing in tampa and, and what have you learned from, from all this experience? So today in, in Tampa, in Florida in particular, for about a little over a year. And the reason why I moved my family from Texas to Florida, we don't have any family. We are our only family. Mm -hmm. um, what I have built with my wife in these past, I don't know, go, go back to it. Well, what we built in these past four years, um, you know, for ourselves, you know, with our two kids in tow, um, we have a housing company that provides furnished rentals, corporate rentals. We don't do air. None of our rentals are on Airbnb. Mm -hmm. We don't even use the platform. Um, and then we have a setup company called Your Place that offers setup and logistics services. Um, Master Spaces is our arbitrage acquisition company that helps people that want to get into furnished rentals, uh, Airbnb, corporate rentals, or anything like that. Right. Um, this is my private equity firm. And um, we have a few other businesses too, but those are kind of like the foundational companies that that we have. And I just, I just feel like in this past um, few years, have changed my goals have shifted mm. so from what what i could say i've learned in these past few years you have to you know when when, when with building this new enterprise after you know uh losing cloud five during the pandemic we built this whole enterprise in the past and with building this enterprise you have to really narrow down your focus mm. and you have to you have to start understanding and becoming a master at one particular space and then eat, fill your plate up with everything mm. that you see around you. Mm. Do. And, and especially in this age, when we're coming towards a recession, you need to be a master at something so that mm. there is you're, you are a big funnel that people are utilizing during a time of crisis. Yeah. yeah. Man, no doubt about it. Vision, man, uh, I can't wait to meet you. We're going to be out there for a launch party, and uh, you are going to meet some amazing people uh, in the Tampa membership. And I mean, your story is going to absolutely impact so many people, not just in CEO life, but but even beyond. So, um, man, just thank you. Thank you for taking the, this time to share your story. Um, thank you for joining this community, and, and thank you in advance for impacting other people's lives. Because uh, I know you're going to. And so uh, thank you for taking time to, to chat with me, brother. I want to just say thank you to, to you and, and to CEO Life, because I think for people like me, it's really hard to find a family that mm. is on the same level as, as someone like me. It's hard to be able to have 
conversation with people yeah. who are not what I'm doing, who's not actively making money in hundreds of thousands of dollars, dealing with having to pay employees on the first and yeah. the 15th. People go through stuff like that. Exactly. So I appreciate you for building something like this and allowing me to be a part of it. Thank well, you. Well, we're, we're, we're going to go change change lives and change cities, man. So you're welcome. And, and I can't wait to get to know your brother. Absolutely. All right, man. We'll talk to you soon.